Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Side Hustles and Stuff podcast, episode 15. My name is Yuri, and I'm joined by Keishi. Hey, Yuri. How are you today? It's a little hot today. <laughs> I'm doing okay with my um, peach water and my coffee and my mango drink. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's like 30-something degrees. Have you been outside today? No, not at all. Oh, actually, I'm just checking the weather app. It says 36 degrees. There's no way I'm going outside anytime soon. Well, that's, that sounds like a good plan for today. What are you drinking? Yeah. Just to make sure we cover the important details. Just water. I'm boring today. All right. But water may or may not be boring, you know, but today's topic is not exactly boring. Today's topic is money. We're going to be talking about just because you're earning money with your side hustle, does it mean you actually have money? Yeah. So or, or to rephrase it, it doesn't mean that you get to keep all of the money. Yeah. And the reason why we want to talk about this topic, first of all, Keishi is very good with accounting and does his own books. And myself, also being involved in side hustles, you have to get intimate with your own finances in order to understand how your side hustle is doing. Keishi, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think um, especially once your site starts growing, because I mean, when it's like zero or $50 a month or something, then um, there's not much accounting to do or there's not much um, numbers to understand. But I think once you start getting into the or or whatever sort of um, levels, I I think it gets pretty important to um, actually understand where is the money coming from? Like, um, is it coming all from one source or is it diversified within the one side or is it coming all from one side or is it diversified across a number of sites and things like that? Um, Is is it seasonal and and stuff like that? But anyways, um, that's not what we're talking about today. Um, As much as we'd love to keep talking about income forever, I think there's also the other side of the equation, which is... um, where does the money that you earn actually go? Does mm. it all go into your pocket? Do you have to spend it on some things or do you have to pay it to your government or what, what do you have to do with it? Um, yes, yeah, so, so I think that's what we'll, what we'll be looking um, closer at today, right? Yeah, so the first point that we have is um, what can or should you do with the revenues that your side hustle earns? So what can, well, obviously most of us or not, if not all, most of us, all of us are in it for the side hustles. Uh, to earn a bit more money for ourselves, right? So that's one thing you could do with the revenue if you could pay yourself. I think paying ourselves is probably the primary reason we're um, doing these things. But that said, um, it's kind of, I guess, last on my list of priorities, at least at this point. Um, and I, I think there's essentially four things that you can or that you have to do with your um, side hustle revenues at one point or another. And the first one that probably... Um, most people hate the most is of course paying taxes because ju- just like any other income that you make at your job or or your um, f- freelancing or whatever um, it's, it's income so you have to pay taxes on it generally mm. um, and we'll be going into this deeper um, but um, yeah so you have to pay taxes and then you have to pay some sort of expenses to keep your business running whether that's paying for bookkeeping if that's not what you're doing yourself or paying for some sort of software for keyword research or for for equipment, for camera and things like that, mm-hmm. maybe for web hosting. Um, and then three, there's money that you can put back into the business. So not necessarily to maintain the operation, like like paying for web hosting does, for example, but to grow the operation. So paying for writers or paying for content and things like that. So you can reinvest the money back into the business to hopefully get some higher amount back in the future. Yeah, and, and then the last one is um, paying yourself. The reason that we're all in this business for. And, and I'd say they kind of go in this order, especially when you're starting out. So taxes, expenses, reinvesting, and yourself, right? Yeah. So those are the four things you can do with your revenue. 
that you earn from your side hustle. Uh, here's a quick um, question in regards to expenses. I feel like a lot of people would want to keep their expenses down or as low as possible. Is it possible for someone to have little to no expenses? What do you think? Like, let's say in a case of a side hustle, if you're an artist or if you're a blogger, is it possible to keep your expenses super low to down to zero or not? Yeah, so so uh, it's definitely possible to keep your expenses very low in the beginning, right? Because, I mean, part of the reason that all this is so attractive is that um, essentially, theoretically, all you need is a domain and web hosting, and you can start your business. And those are things that cost, what, um, But but at the the same time, as your business grows, as your side hustle grows, um, so will your expenses likely grow. So you might need to upgrade your hosting to a better one, or you might need to buy some tools to help you with doing certain parts of your business, or or you might even not need to, but um, it it would make financial sense, right? Because if you can buy a, I don't know, $100 per month tool to save you like 10 hours of your time, then that's generally a pretty good investment, right? Yeah. Or they're generally money pretty well spent. So I think, um, yeah, if you're just starting out and your your budget is very limited and you want to get something off the ground, then I totally think it's possible to bootstrap it. Like um, I talked about one of the sites that I built from scratch numerous times here. And like with that one, I think the only real expenses in the beginning were the web hosting because I wrote the content myself in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think as your side hustle grows, then... Um, there comes a point where it's better to spend money than to spend your own time or where it makes more sense to um, to buy a tool or to pay for a tool than to try to hack something together using free tools. So essentially, it's like a natural law that the bigger you get, the more expenses you take on. Would you say so? Yeah, you could say so. But then again, I, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't necessarily correlate it 100% directly because, of course, you want to keep your expenses as low as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, and I, I think that's what happens a lot with um, with people in general outside the business sphere is like with like um, lifestyle inflation or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. When somebody earns like $50,000 a year and their lifestyle is kind of adjusted to that and then they get promoted and they start earning, let's say, $70,000 a year, mm-hmm. then they kind of naturally upgrade their lifestyle and essentially the profit they get to keep, the money they get to save or the money they get to invest in their brokerage account or whatever stays the same or shrinks, right? Because they're their lifestyle gets more expensive. Um, so so I, I think it's important to avoid that, of course, in life in general, but also inside hustle. Like just because you had your first $200 month shouldn't mean that you go out there and jump from like a free tool to like a $200 a month tool. It, it should all be driven by like, does, does it make sense? And, right. and is, it a, is it a good decision? Okay. I think in the case of blogs, let's say someone can start a free WordPress blog and pay nothing for the .com. And they can start writing some articles on, on affiliate marketing, let's say, and they use affiliate marketing. Let's say those articles start ranking and they earn, say, 50 bucks or 200 bucks a month through like a something something dot WordPress dot com free domain. So they literally did nothing. And so, I mean, they invested nothing except except their time. So at that point, their expenses could be at zero. Yeah, right? I, I think it's yeah, it's it's possible. But um, I, I would highly recommend not doing that because um the time, money, and effort that you will spend spend later on if this thing succeeds, transferring it to your own domain and then like risking the fact that Google might decide not to rank your new site as well as it did your WordPress.com mm-hmm. subdomain blog or, or whatever. I, I think it's not worth the risk. And, and, and that's close to being uh, like penny-wise, pound-foolish sort of thing, where, where you try to save like $20 in the beginning for your own domain, 
yeah. when when all your when what you're trying to do is really just build something that earns you five hundred thousand dollars a month, two thousand dollars a month, five thousand dollars a month, and then looking back that that sum of money is really close to zero. And I, I think um, almost anybody can somehow put together money to to buy their first domain and to buy their first hosting. Yeah. So so I, I would avoid that. Okay. So we just covered the four places you can uh, apply your revenues to. So pay taxes, expenses, reinvesting, and pay yourself. And I see you have taxes as the first thing on the list, right? Yeah. So um, I, I, th I think out of the four that we mentioned here, hmm. if, you, if you make any money, then um, I think only one is not optional. And, and that's taxes, right? So I, I think that's where it's important to start. And, and there's a couple of things that... Um, there's a couple of things that are worth noting here. One of them being that, um, and I think you know this better than I do, is um, if you have a regular full-time job and then you earn a side income, then um, whereas at your job, people take care of your taxes. If you earn a side mm -hmm. income for your own business as kind of a self-employed person or, or as a sole proprietor or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. then, you, then you have to file your own taxes, you have to pay them and things like that, right? Now, I think this kind of goes into a bigger point. So. From my perspective, and I think from many side hustler people's perspective, anyone that wants to have a side hustle, to them, uh, they want to supplement their income or boost their income. So that side, side hustle is kind of a way for them to earn more money. But just because you earn more money through a side hustle, does it mean you have more money? So does it mean that um, you have more money? Yeah, of course it does, because um, there's probably no country in the world that has like a 100% tax rate or something. But at, at the same time, um, it can be pretty demotivating knowing that um, every dollar you earn or whatever is essentially going to be split in half or split in a third or something, and that the government is going to take part of that and that you just get to keep the rest, right? So mm -hmm. do you have more money in absolute terms? Absolutely. If you make $1,000 and you have to pay 50% in taxes, you still have $500 more in your pocket or, or to spend on your business or something. But at the same time... Um, yeah, you don't have to keep all your money because just as with your job, um, it, it's a, it's taxable income, right? And, and yeah, and um, I, I think here we should just say that um, we're not tax advisors or anything like that. So this is for entertainment purposes only, and you should do your own research and talk to your own um, tax advisors and things like that. That that should be said here. But and, um, and protect yourself. Consult your own tax advisor. We exactly. are not your advisor. Protect yourself. Um, but yeah, so, so you don't you, you don't you definitely don't get to keep hundred percent of your income. Um, but at the same time, you get to keep a decent portion of it. So if it if it comes down to should I not do side hustle because the government's gonna take part of my money, then um, then the answer is you definitely should do a side hustle because no matter what you do and no matter how much you earn money, the government is gonna take a certain portion of it. I guess the only difference is with because um, we're both of us are in Japan and Japanese companies do your taxes for you. So we, in terms of like filing overall our tax, the taxes, the employee is very much removed. It's like, cause it's all done for him. Right. But in the case of, um, if you have a side hustle, then you, you're much more hands-on Then then, then it starts getting real. Cause you have to like file and pay and, and do the whole process. So with the, with the work, it feels like, you know, you're not involved. It almost feels invisible because it's like, you you don't have to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I've kind of been self-employed my whole life, so I had to file my taxes and stuff like that. But 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 even then, there are some um, clients that withhold 10% um, of the income and pay to the government. So that counts towards um, what do we have to pay in taxes? Mm -hmm. And there are some that don't. Um, but um, 
But if you're an employee of a company, then I think you're absolutely right, which is, um, as we said earlier, if, if you work for a company, they take care of all your taxes in general, which means that whatever hits your bank account is the money that you get to keep. And potentially you might be able even to apply for some tax refund at the end of the year. But, but anyways, whatever hits your bank account is what you get to keep. Whereas with, um, whereas with the side hustle, whatever hits, hits your account is generally not what you get to keep, right? It's something mm, that you have to pay yeah. taxes on unless you spend it on business expenses, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, so, so it can be a bit confusing because if your job pays you, let's say $3,000 a month into your bank account, then that's what you get to keep. Whereas if your side hustle earns you $3,000 a month, then you likely have to pay like, like 1,000 or something in taxes. But then again, you have, to, you have to think about it critically and realize that the $3,000 you're getting into your bank account from your real job probably means that you're making like 4,500 or $5,000 gross, right? Mm-hmm. before the employee deducts all the taxes. So, um, yeah, so, so at the end of the day, regardless of how you earn the money, you, you have to pay some sort of tax. And as we'll discuss a, a bit later, I think as a self-employed person or when it comes to money that you earn from side hustles, there's actually some ways where you can pay comparatively less tax than you would if you were just an employee, right? Um, so I think at first it can be kind of scary, it can be confusing, mm-hmm. but once you learn how the tax system works, I think you can actually um, use it for your advantage rather than, and rather than having to dread paying taxes, you can think of it as um, whatever money you reinvest into the business, whatever money you spend on business expenses, that's mm-hmm. all stuff that you essentially got at a discount, as we'll talk about later. Just to summarize this point, just because you're earning more money with a side hustle, does it mean you have more money? The answer is uh, in absolute terms, yes, but not all of it you get to keep, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, wh- one last thing I want to mention here before we before we move on is that um, if, if this is a side hustle for you, right? And let's say you earn $30,000 a year or $40,000 a year or something from your job, then from that $40,000, probably like $20,000 tax at a really low rate because it's, it's like essentially to cover your basic living expenses sort of. And then the tax gets progressive, progressively higher, right? So let's say um, in Japan, for example, the national tax is um, just 5% for income earned up to like one9 5 million yen, and then it goes up to 10% for income between that and 3.3 million yen, and then it gets to 20% for 3.3 to almost 7 million yen. And what it means is that at your job, they do all your calculation probably based on like the 5%, 10%, maybe 20% rate, right? Depending on how much you earn. But then the, the side hustle income that you earn on top of that, what it means is it's taxed at the higher rate, right? So let's say at your job, you earn $40,000, right? And with all the deductions and like basic deductions for like having family members and things like that, let's say your effective tax rate comes to like 10%, which means you pay $4,000 in taxes on the $40,000 that you earn at your job, or you get to keep 36000 right? Mm-hmm. But then whatever income you earn from your side hustle, that's on top of the $40,000, right? So it's automatically in the, whatever the highest tax bracket was that, that your original income was taxed on. Yeah. So rather than paying like effectively 10% on those, on this incremental income, you have to pay the, the actual highest or the actual applicable tax bracket, which might be 20%. So it, so it might end up being where, um, where your salary at your job, they take away $4,000 and you're done with taxes for that portion. But um, for your side hustle, you earn $10,000, but you have to pay $2,000 to the government, which would be like 20%. And I think that can be another part that's confusing. So essentially, if you have... If you're earning quite a bit from your job and if you are taxed at a higher rate because of, because of your job, 
that means like you pay a lot more taxes on the side hustle than you would if you had a lower paying job, right? Yeah, ex exactly. Because at the end of the day, you just have to add up all the incomes that you have, right? And based on that, the tax bracket is determined. And um, like if your job takes care of all of your um, main income, then the higher mm -hmm. that is, the higher um, tax bracket, bracket, any sort of incremental income is for you. And essentially all of the side hustle income is an income on top of whatever you make at your job, right? So, so the, the tax rate might appear higher, I guess. Okay. So I, I guess to anyone that's earning a lot more, uh, starting a side hustle for them would not exactly be very motivating unless they were very passionate about a certain uh, topic or hustle. Well, I, I don't know about you, but for me, <laughs> getting to keep 70% of something is better than getting to keep 100% of nothing. So True. I, I, I wouldn't phrase it as a, it's not motivating, but it, but it can definitely be a bit um, a bit of a demotivator, especially yeah. in the beginning until you kind of get used to it. That's true. What you have, next thing you have here is um, a dollar you earn is not a dollar in your pocket unless you reinvest it. Exactly. And I think that the, that kind of takes us to the next part, um, which is the taxes you pay generally are on your profit, right? Mm -hmm. So if there are some expenses that your business has, um, then you don't have to pay tax on that amount. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, I think once you start to understand that, and once you start to understand how you can spend money on your business to make more money in the future or to make your job easier, mm -hmm. then taxes become less of a problem because you start seeing it as a discount on whatever things it is that you need to buy to make your business work or that you need to make your business grow. And, um, and yeah, so, so a dollar you earn is not a dollar in your pocket if you decide to put it into your pocket. But if you decide to keep it in the business and within the year, you spend it on some sort of business expenses, mm -hmm. then a dollar buys you a dollar, right? To me, that's a pretty fascinating concept because I've, for the most part, saved what I earn. And, but, you know, so that's one way to look at it. If you save what you earn, you uh, pay a lot more because essentially you're taking it in as personal income, right? Yeah. However, if you put that back in, then you pay less taxes on it. But at the same time, you also... If you do it smarter, if, if you invest in, into like a certain tool that helps you produce work faster or something, again, it's like you end up earning more, right? There's a possibility of that. So you keep your taxes lower and you have you stand a chance of earning more money if you invest into something productive. Yeah, exactly. And and my favorite example here is like buying a laptop, right? For mm. for, for blogging or something. So let, let's say you buy a $1,000 laptop to keep the math simple. Mm -hmm. And let's say the, the tax rate is 20%, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you're an employee and you want to buy a $1,000 laptop, then you have to earn $1,250, right? Mm -hmm. And then, then pay like $250 in taxes, and that leaves you the $1,000 to, um, to buy the computer for $1,000, right? Again, so you earn $1,250 to buy a $1,000 computer because you have mm -hmm. to pay the taxes on that. And then you're left with the $1,000 to buy the $1,000 computer. Yeah. Now imagine you're okay. running a side hustle that requires a computer and it's a necessary business expense because whether you're doing YouTube or whether you're doing um, blogging or whatever it is that you're doing, a computer is a necessary machine, right? It, it's, it, it's like your hammer or it's like your, it, it's, it's the main tool you use for a business essentially. Yeah. And that makes, that makes the computer a business expense, right? Mm -hmm. um, and now let's think about buying the exact same $1,000 computer. What it means is that you have to make $1,000 in revenues or, or in income right? Instead of the 1250 So you make $1,000 in revenues, and then you buy the $1,000 computer. But not only that, but because you spend $1,000 on the computer, and it's a business expense, your tax gets 
lower, right? Because you don't have to pay tax on the $1,000. Yeah, because you used it on a business expense not, and you didn't pocket it. Exactly. So, so you essentially bought the computer at a 20% discount. Yeah. So the computer cost you effectively $800. Yeah, so, so that, I, I think that, that's, that's kind of my favorite uh, example of how once you, once you kind of flip your thinking around taxes and around like making money for some sort of venture, for some sort of side hustle, for some, some sort of business, um, you can kind of soften the blow, I guess. Because it, it would still be, of course, nice to be able to keep the $1,000 in your pocket without having to pay any taxes, but they're just not realistic, right? yeah. unless you move to like Monaco or something. Yeah. I, I guess. Um, so I think the next best thing is using the money for some sort of business-related expenses. Here's a quick question, right? So the smarter approach is to invest the earnings back into the business because you end up paying less taxes because you're using that money for uh, business expenses instead of on yourself. Let's say someone is doing a side hustle to supplement their income. It, In a way, it almost seems like it's a nonstop cycle of earn and then have your expenses, do your expenses properly to earn more and only to put it back into the business to earn more, to only put it back into the business to earn more, to only put it back into the business to earn more. What do you think about that? Is that, is that a bad way to look at it? I, I think that's, that, that's definitely one way to look at it. And um, I, I think here it really depends on kind of where are you in your life, where are you in your financial situation, what are your goals, what are your aspirations? Mm-hmm. Like if all you want to do is earn $100 extra a month to to be able to afford like a nice dinner or something, then just build a site that that, um, that makes $150 and pay $50 in taxes and enjoy your dinner. I think that's that's great if that's what mm-hmm. you want. Um, if if you're kind of struggling financially and um, you need side hustle to to supplement your income and to help you pay your bills, then then again, you probably don't want to build a blog because it takes time to get it off the ground. You probably want to do something like freelancing, earn the money, pay your taxes and keep the rest and put it towards your bills or something, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you definitely don't want to go into debt or something just because somebody told you to reinvest money into your business because <laughs> that would just be stupid, right? Yeah. But then again, um, if um, so like I, I think in your case, you're earning like um, you, you have a full-time job. So that's pretty much covering your living expenses, right? Let's say. Yeah. Um, in that case, I personally, I think it's better to just reinvest the side hustle money and grow it into something bigger and bigger and bigger so that at some point in the future, you can take exponentially more than you could today rather than having to pay like 40 or 30% to the government right away. Yeah, I think it's in the 40s. Yeah, I, I, I think it's somewhere around that in general. Um, but um, so, so yeah, I, I'd say that um, it really depends on, on your situation. And um, I think at some point you realize that um, there's only so much expenses that you have at this point and all the money you earn on top of that, you essentially have three choices to do with it, right? You can either reinvest it back into your business, or you can take it out of your business, pay taxes, and save it. Or you can, so, so there's four, four options. Or you can take it out of your business and invest it into like stocks or something through like a regular account. Mm-hmm. Or you can take it out of your business and reinvest it into stocks through a tax advantaged account. Like in the US, I think there's like 401k or IRA or something. Mm-hmm. And like um, here in Japan, we have um, IDECO. And um, in, in that case, it's essentially decreasing your taxes while you get to pull out your money. Now, now then again, it's a retirement account, so you can't touch the money until like 40 years later or something, 20 years later. But still, you can take the money out of the business without reinvesting it, yet avoid having to pay taxes on the money. So those are kind of the four options you have. But um, yeah, personally, I think um, unless you really need the money from your side hustle, mm-hmm. I just keep reinvesting it, reinvesting it, reinvesting it until 
you build something that actually um, reaches the level of your main income or or makes it higher than your own in, than your main income or um, whatever level level you want to bring that to. But but then again, that, that's just me and um, I, I kind of enjoy the process of building things more than the um, more than just being able to get whatever five hundred dollars extra or so. Yeah, yeah, and that makes that makes a lot of sense. So it's like it really depends on what the person wants. You know, if they want to have a hundred dollar dinner every month or so, or if they want to pay for vacation. You know, if they just want to enjoy life a bit more, they just have to earn a little bit more to pay the taxes on that and then pay themselves and afford that dinner or vacation. Or if they're more so inclined to grow a little asset or grow a little business, then it makes, I guess, yeah, it makes more sense to put the money back into the business and grow it and pay a little less tax on that. Yeah, exactly. I think it really depends on your situation. Because like, I think you were mentioning on one of the previous episodes that um that you used your side hustle income to pay off your student loan, right? If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great example where it totally makes sense to just take out the money, pay the taxes and spend the rest of the money towards paying off your student loan. I, I think that's like what I think it can be very motivating as I think you were mentioning before. Yeah. And two, it totally makes sense to just um, get rid of your debt and just whatever extra money it is that you're making, just put it towards paying the debt. But then again, once the debt is paid off, yeah. like, and, and you keep making the same, whatever, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 or whatever a month through your side hustle, then um, then you're back to having the option of taking the $1,000 out, paying 30% in taxes or 40% in taxes and spending the $600 on, I don't know, jeans, lattes and um, dinners and whatever, or spending that $1,000 on content or some other things that will make you more money in the future, right? Or you could... And just another idea, you could start another side hustle that you will, if you have one already kind of going and you have a system behind it, that's it. So it's like rolling by itself in a way with some intervention on your part, you can go ahead and reinvest that into another project. Yeah, exactly. So, so when I say expenses or reinvestment, I'm, I'm not necessarily referring to like the exact same site that made you the money in the first place or something. Yeah. What, what I just mean here is that um, you should spend the money to make more money, essentially. Right. So just to conclude it, um, really depends up to you. And what you want to achieve, if you want to have more money on the side for dinner, or if you want to continue growing a business, that's uh, that's up to you. But again, we covered expenses just a bit. I see on the notes here, you have two types of expenses, right? Yeah. So I think um, um, it, it's worth diving a bit deeper into what do you have to spend your money on when it comes to your side hustle or business in general. And there's, I, I guess you could say there's two types of expenses, right? There's expenses that um, that are for maintenance that don't necessarily increase your income, but that keep your business running, that keep your machine running. And then there's expenses that are um, that are meant to fuel growth, right? Or technically, you could say it's investment, right? So, so you put money in and expect more money in return. And um, so, so for the maintenance expenses, you could have stuff like, again, you could have like buying a computer or um, paying for web hosting, paying for some tools that you use kind of on a monthly basis and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are generally pretty fixed, right? It's it's not like you, unless you go really crazy with hiring or something, um, it's not like they fluctuate a lot. Like there's really only so much you can pay for hosting and for software tools and things like that. But but where I think it really gets interesting, especially if you're running a content business, is um is expenses that fuel f- future growth, right? So hiring a writer, let's say, or, or buying an article. Hmm. Th- those are expenses that you can kind of control. So like... Um, if you're doing very well, you can buy more articles, right? If your business starts doing worse, then you buy less articles to to um, keep it profitable or to keep it break even or whatever your target is in those regards. But um, again, I, I think it's the 
investment in growth that's really interesting because um, with the computer, it was I, I think it was a good example with the computer. But at the same time, you buy the computer and the computer starts losing value right away. Right? It's like it's like with a car. The moment you drive it off the lot, um, it's lost like fifty percent of its value, probably. Yeah. Right. And then one year in, a button stops working. Start <laughs> having bugs. But but now imagine buying a one hundred dollar article, right? So so let's say I make one hundred dollars in revenue today, and I have the option of either taking the money for myself, which means that um, the one hundred dollars that I made probably results in like sixty dollars in my wallet, or I can spend it one hundred dollars to buy it to buy an article from somebody, pay somebody $100 to write an article for me. Now, blogs generally sell for like 25 to 35 times their um, revenues. Mm. That means that if the article gets to a point where it makes $3 per month, the article itself is worth $100 within your site, right? It adds $100 in value to your site. Yeah. But not only that, but the article really only costs you $60 because if you decided to take the money out, you would only get $60 because you would have to pay taxes. Whereas mm. if you decide to keep the money in and buy the article, then um, the $100 gets you $100 worth of value, f- value from somebody else. So you already save like 40% right there just by buying the article, just by converting the money into an article. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you also build value for the future, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, of course, article. not 100% guaranteed that the article will catch or whatever, but, but on average, let's say, right? If, if you're running a profitable site, then on average, um, you will have built some sort of value and some sort of um, cash flow for, for the future. Yeah. So that sounds like a pretty good deal to me, where um, very, very essentially say, I don't need the money right now. I want more money in the future. So I'm going to hire somebody to write that article. And in return for that, you don't have to pay the $40 in taxes. So there is some return right there. And then there's the future benefits of that article. But let's say that article ranks on Google and starts making sales or helps, bring, helps you bring in sales, whether you're collecting leads or directly to, I don't know, products sold. Or you could take that article later on, you could base a basic course off of it or you could base a book off of it yeah exactly or, or, or just let me give you like an example like um on one of my sites i have like a bunch of articles that that i probably paid like 30 40 dollars um to get written and mm-hmm. they're making me like 20 30 dollars every month now yeah without anything right and and again when i ordered that article i had the chance of taking those 40 dollars and putting 25 dollars in my pocket after paying taxes Mm-hmm. Or I could just say, oh, okay, I'm going to wait. I don't need the money right now. So I'm just going to wait and I'm going to pay somebody else instead. And somebody else can um, use that money to pay their bills or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give up that money for now and I'm going to convert it into content. And now that content is making me like 10, 20, 30 times more than what I put into it. Right. That's a, that's a pretty impressive uh, investment asset. One would almost think there should be investment firms that exist or are not are not built around financial assets, but are built around content. If that's the way some I know it's like I know it's not a sure shot. It's not a guaranteed thing that an article will, will rank or earn at all. But uh, overall, it sounds like a really good investment. Yeah, definitely. Google, Facebook, Twitter, all, all of those are investing and creating an infrastructure to monetize content all right so uh we just covered two types of expenses there's maintenance for example paying for your uh, website costs or buying a computer anything to keep your business or side hustle running and then there's the growth the investment where you purchase things whether it's assets articles and whatnot that don't make immediate money up front but will make will eventually make you money later on down the road yeah i i think so but essentially the investment part is money that you don't have to spend but you can spend, you, you can give it up now to get more later. And then finally, you have yourself. So that's the last place 
to send money to. If it's not expenses, if it's not investment, it's back to yourself. So here's a question. I think that anyone listening, if they have a side hustle or if they're thinking about a side hustle, they're probably thinking, oh, wow, okay, um, so I have to pay tax on this stuff. How do I pay myself? They might wonder that. How, you know, how does how does one decide? It's not, it almost sounds like a again a personal decision, as we talked about earlier. You know, uh, what it, what exactly is your position in life? What exactly do you want? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think um, we we went for a bunch of examples throughout this episode. Um, it really depends on what your situation is. It really depends on um, how much you need the money at this point right now. And um, yeah, the, the only thing to keep in mind here is that, um, especially if you're a sole proprietor, then um, essentially all the money goes straight to you first, right? Yeah. So I, I think kind of a discipline to be able to manage that money is really important because um, you, you, you got to realize that whatever money comes to you, part of it is not yours. Part of it is um, the government's, whether it's the American government or the Japanese government or whatever government, um, right? So if, if you get a $1,000 um, paycheck from Amazon, let's say, just realize that um, not all $1,000 is yours. I, th I think that's mm. a critical first step. The second step is um, you also have to pay some um, expenses to maintain your business, like we were talking about. And then the first step is essentially deciding whether you're going to pocket the money. So you're going to report it as income and pay the taxes on it and then do whatever you want with it. Or whether you're going to keep the money inside the business and um, invest it into content or something. Um, but again, I, I think the, the only rule here is that... Um, no matter what you decide to do with the rest, the taxes are first. the taxes and, and you have to pay them, right? Yeah. Unless you want to be taken away in handcuffs. Or I think the challenging part here is uh, you really have to plan ahead because, you know, you, you pay for last year. So you file and you, you always file for last year, for the previous year, and then you pay for the previous year. I, I think that's the challenging part or like a, that's the counterintuitive part is how far you have to plan ahead because if you receive 10 bucks now, that's not your 10 bucks completely. You have to like, Take like a portion of that ten bucks, say four dollars, and place those four dollars in a like a piggy bank that you absolutely cannot touch. Yeah, I think that's a great point because I think if you receive a thousand dollar check inside your head, it's kind of like, oh wow, I got thousand dollars. But you got to be like, oh wow, I've got six hundred dollars, and I gotta stash those four hundred other dollars somewhere away because Uncle Sam or or Abe or somebody's gonna come and pick the money up next year. Yeah. So so, so you got you got to realize that because. Um, I've I've heard of people that um that have gotten into a lot of financial troubles. So let let's say this year you're doing really well and you make hundred thousand dollars, right? Um, that that hundred thousand dollars something you will have to pay taxes on next year after you file the taxes, right? After you tell the government how much you made. And let's say the government says you have to pay twenty five thousand mm -hmm. dollars. All would be pretty good if next year you earn hundred thousand dollars again and again and again, and you just keep spending that money on your last year's taxes. Yeah, that would be all good. But now imagine that this year you make hundred thousand dollars, but next year Google decides to change your, their algorithm and your income goes down to twenty five thousand dollars. Then you're then you're in a bit of a trouble, right? Because you still have to pay last year's twenty five thousand dollars in taxes, but you also only made twenty five thousand dollars this year. Yeah. So you have to spend all of that money on last year's taxes, but you still also owe taxes on the twenty five thousand dollars that you made this year. <laughs> yeah. So so you got yourself into a bit of a trouble there. So rather than doing that, you just got to essentially keep stashing money away in the year that you make it so that you can just move it over to the government the year after when you filed the taxes for the previous year. Yeah. Because otherwise, at one point or another, you will get into a situation where your income goes down drastically and you have no money to pay for last year's taxes. So essentially, a rule of thumb is for every, say, 
dollar you get, you find out that percentage that you got to pay and you, you have to methodically put that percentage out and put it into an account that you can't access or that's dedicated for specifically paying off taxes. Exactly. So so I think, um, yeah, for me, it, it would probably be somewhere in the 40, 40 something percent range, probably for you as well. But um, again, it, it really depends on the country and it also really depends on how much you're making with your other stuff and things like that. So whether you have um, children, whether you have a wife, whether you're whatever all sorts of um, deduction, deductions there are and things like that. So you, re- you really should um, talk to, your, to an accountant. I, I think if you make more than 1000 or $2,000, then you should definitely spend at least some time talking to an accountant, trying to understand the situation you are in. Yeah, agreed. We are not professionals. We are not your advisors. This is purely an informational podcast. And no, not, in, not just informational, entertaining. So do not take our information 100%. You have to confirm it with your own accountant who has went through your own numbers and understands your situation because we don't understand and we don't have the education. So yeah. and, and don't be cheap because let's say the accountant tells you he charges 200 or 300 or $400 per hour. And you go like, Oh wow, that's so expensive. But talking to him for that one hour will probably save you thousands of dollars in the future. So, yeah. so uh, again, th- th- don't, don't be cheap in this regard. Cause I think once you understand how taxes work, then it will motivate you to, reinvest more money back into your business so that you have to pay less taxes and overall it will just help you grow your business so if you've already started your side hustle or if you're thinking about it you know as soon as you start earning your first dollar so there are four places that your revenues will go first is the taxes two expenses three reinvesting and finally yourself you want to take that yeah exactly so as as we said before the taxes are non-optional in most cases and the rest, um, it will depend on how you balance them. Um, and personally, I do it in this order. So, um, of course, I have to pay taxes on whatever's left over as profit. And then I have to pay some sort of like um, regular expenses to keep the business running. And then I try to reinvest as much as possible into the business to grow it further. And then I pay myself. But, um, but that's also not how everyone does it. And there's a bunch of different um, kind of uh, approaches to this, I guess you could say. And one of the approaches that seems to be pretty popular these days, um, I have yet to read the book, but I've, I've read a bunch about it and it's called um, Profit First. So you, you can find the book if you Google Profit First. But that one actually says um, you should decide what percentage you want to keep yourself and then um, adjust your expenses to match that, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of work backwards from whatever you want to keep for yourself and then work backwards towards um, to adjust the expenses to that and to kind of balance it out. And I, th- I think it's good. If, if, you're, if you're in a situation where you're making a lot of money, let's say, but you keep reinvesting it all, it can be really easy to just keep reinvesting, keep reinvesting, keep reinvesting and never take any money out of the business. And that's not good either, right? Yeah. But at, at the same time, um, at, at least in my situation right now, I feel like I'm much better off for like 5, 10, 15 years ahead if I just keep reinvesting, reinvesting, reinvesting. Mm-hmm. So I really um, don't try to um, keep much profit left in fact, I try to minimize the profit as much as possible because the, the the way I personally look at it is um, every article I buy is like instant 40% mm-hmm. return because I don't have to pay the taxes on it. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, I'm approaching this from the kind of the beginner's mindset because you're the more experienced one here. And I think um, maybe, maybe I'm closer to the typical side hustler that just kind of dreams of earning more and then like, you know, sitting and receiving passive income while they sit around somewhere on a beach or whatever. So like profit first is probably sounds like the ideal way for everyone that everyone wants to get the profit first. Right. 
Yeah, so it sounds like the ideal, but at the same time, um, you need the revenues first <laughs> to be able to do profit first, right? And, and to grow the revenues, you That's need correct. to invest into your business. So, so you can either yeah. invest your time or you can invest your money. And um, you only have so many hours in your day. You have 24 hours in your day, just like mm -hmm. I do and just like my girlfriend does and just like my dog does and just like everybody else does. Yeah. Um, so the only way you can scale at some point is just putting money into the business. Again, why do you keep your profits down? Just so everyone can understand. Because profit is what you pay your taxes at the end. Yes. Right? It, it's not the top line, it's the bottom line. Yeah. So, so again, um, yeah, because I, you, you have a choice. As, as we mentioned a couple of times, um, you can either take $100 that, that you make in revenues and take it out and pay taxes on that, or you can take that $100 and spend it, uh, spend it on some business expense. Ideally, something that would grow your business, right? So like an article or like a, I don't know, um, like advertising or something like that, something that will grow your business. And that, will, that means that you don't have to pay the 40% tax on the, on the revenues because your profit is the revenues minus the expense. And it also means that you laid another brick on top of whatever structure you already built. So you took your um, side hustle or your business um, one step closer to being bigger right or, or, or you grow you've grown it another step yeah and, and, and i think at, at the end of the day it's it's really uh about how you look at your side hustle because some people just want to build a side hustle and um and, and kind of have it be like you just said have it be a passive income and sit on the beach sipping um whatever coke zero or something in my case and um yeah mango drink mango drink and, and um kind of have it just maintain some sort of lifestyle without yeah. having to put many hours into it, like the four hour work week. I'm sure a lot of people have read that. Yeah. The four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. But I, I think that's, um, for, for a long time, that was kind of my dream. But the more I started working on this thing, I, the, the more I'm just realizing that, um, to me, the fun part is really just building something. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think to do that, it's more about stopping to think about it, it as, um, as a side hustle as as quote unquote doing a side hustle and thinking about it as building a business. And I think that completely changes everything. That's a good, yeah. That's definitely a good way to look at it. Well, wow, I have, a, I don't have a lot of things to say on this topic. I'm just like, no. To me, it's fascinating, but it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm like literally wading in the water, not in the, I'm in the shallow end of it with, you know, all my experience. Yeah, I, I think you're doing it to quite an extent, right? Because you hire writers to write content for you, and um, uh, you, you buy deals on AppSumo all the time and things like that. So yeah, yeah. I just, but I don't like, I don't, um, I guess I'm a little too easy going with it. Like I don't have a set number or a certain like profit to, or like a certain amount of expenses to keep, even though I've been told to like, I should increase my expenses. I haven't actively done that because I just, I, I guess like most other people or beginners would assume or think I proceed with my side hustles as a hobby, more so as like a serious business. So I'm not really like optimizing everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. I think, it, again, as we talked um, numerous times, um, I think it really comes down to preferences, right? Like if you really enjoy your um, main job, your, your job, and um, and this kind of complements it, then I, I think that's a great way to, to make some extra money and to have some fun along the way. And I think others will, maybe there are people that um, that hate their job and the side hustle is kind of their, their side street to freedom or something. Mm -hmm. And in my cases, I just love building stuff, like building systems, building sites, building w w whatever it is. But seeing things grow is like what really mo motivates me and makes me want to grow those things even further. So, so I think it really depends on the person. With everything we, we talked about, I want to go back to this just to really drive the point home. Does, does having a side hustle really mean you have financial freedom? 
the reason why I ask this is, you know, there's a lot of advertisements. There's a lot of um, books, for example, Tim Ferriss's four hour work week that are trying to inspire you to be your own kind of boss or whatever and start your own little business. But with everything, again, with, with everything that we talked about, does that truly mean that you have financial freedom? And I think based on what we talked about is uh, the answer is that it's a it's not a clear yes and no. Um, yes, you do get to earn money, but, you know, say 40 percent of that money is not yours. So it's a it's a bit more complicated than it's portrayed to be. Yeah, it's a bit more complicated, but 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 you're also forgetting the fact that whatever money you earn at your job, it, it it's also not like hundred percent of it is yours. It just yeah, you you only get paid sixty percent, and it feels like that's the hundred percent, but you got to realize that just sixty percent of of what you made. Yeah. So with all the advertisements, with all the YouTube motivational videos of you got to be your own, you got to start your own thing. I guess they kind of gloss over this part. No one really talks about you know taxes or how to proceed with your profits? Yeah, I, I think that's a very loaded question that uh, <laughs> there, there's yeah. many things to unpack and it's almost its own separate episode because yeah. um, like, um, again, I, I think um, entrepreneurship and, and I think building side hustles is, um, is one inroads into it or is one, one way of it is really the only option to make like disproportionate amount of money compared to the time that you're spending on things in the short term, right? Mm-hmm. So, so let's say you're making forty thousand um, dollars in your job right now, right? What, what are the chances that you're going to be making sixty thousand dollars in the same job next year? Probably unlikely, unless you have a very big uh, um, promotion. Yeah, the, essentially zero, right? Like un- unless something super extraordinary happens. But now imagine your side's making you forty thousand dollars a year, and you're continuing to grow it, or you start a new site or something. Then I'd say the odds that you can actually take that forty thousand dollars a year and turn it into sixty thousand dollars next year are pretty high if if you know what you're doing. And I think that's the critical part. Yeah. Like j- just like with everything, um, not not everybody succeeds with these things, right? So so there's probably disproportionately more failures than than there are successes. But it also doesn't mean that it can be learned and it can be done. And I think if you learn it and if you do it, then um, then um, it's definitely a a more direct way to financial freedom, like you said in your question, than doing a regular job is, right? So, so I, I agree with that 100% in terms of the ads that you see around. Mm-hmm. It, it's also a, a way to like time freedom and things like that. And to kind of, to kind of um, not necessarily making your income passive, but making it less dependent on or less tied to the hours you work and less tied to the actual time periods that you work during, right? But at the same time, saying that you can go out there and start, start a side hustle or start a business or start whatever, and next year you can be sipping margaritas in like Maldives or something, mm-hmm. um, that, that's um, highly unrealistic even if COVID-19 passes and we can travel around actually. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I think you have, you, have, you have to be aware that the ads are just ads that are meant to sell courses and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, you have to be aware that there is a little bit of truth to them. And that is the fact that... Um, I think the road from the road to some sort of time or financial or whatever independence or freedom or whatever you want to call it, I think it's definitely more direct if you go go the entrepreneurship path than if you go the employee path, right? But that doesn't mean that either is worse or better, right? It just means they're different. Some people prefer one, some people prefer the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I wanted to really drive this point home because again, with all the advertisements that we see, on YouTube and whatever, you know, like all the top gurus will be like, oh, blah, 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 financial freedom, blah, 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 business success. You have the pictures of the Learjet 
and trips to like uh, tropical islands. Whereas probably for them, it's like for them, it's a business expense to, to get a Learjet and travel to the tropical islands because they're going to use that as a advertisement material for their courses. Yeah. But they're not exactly going there <laughs> because they can on a whim. Yeah. And, and, and again, they're, they're just trying to sell you a course. So yeah. So, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I think this is probably one of the more sober episodes of uh, how to start your own or like how to deal with your own side hustle. Yeah. And it, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And and um, like if you want true financial freedom, then, then it really depends on many things, right? It depends on how much money do you actually want? Like, mm-hmm. uh, can, can you can you live off comfortably on $40,000 a year or can you live comfortably on $200,000 a year or, or, or whatever? And um, like generally you can take out like 4% of, of your portfolio value every year without technically are running out of money so to make like forty thousand dollars truly financially independently sort of or truly like without having to work at all like having retired you'd essentially need a million dollars in your bank for every like thirty forty thousand dollars that you want to make every year so so it takes quite some time to get there i guess (laughs) and probably won't get there with just a side hustle alone yeah and and that comes back to to the point of um like if, if you want to do it fast then I think entrepreneurship is the path because it's very hard to make that sort of money um, for a regular job, right? Within a span of a few years. It, or or to, to make and save because you also have to leave, leave off something during that period of time that you're saving the money. Yeah. It's not to say um, doing it for entrepreneurship is easy. It's, it's infinitely <laughs> it's, harder. It's, it's, it's probably infinitely harder and um, infinitely, and, and the odds are much smaller. But at the same time, if you succeed at it, then, then it's faster. So if you were to wrap this up with some key insights for a person that has just started a side hustle, what would you boil it down to? It's a good question. So, so yeah, so, so I think, um, first of all, decide what your, what your priorities are or what your goals are or what, what do you want to do? So in, in terms of finances, so are you looking to pay off your student loan? If that's your goal, then how much do you need to make per month? Um, are you just looking to have something fun to do on the side and you want to build like a media company down the road or, or what it is that you want to do? And that will kind of guide your decisions in terms of um, taking money out or reinvesting them back or, or whatever, right? And the other thing, and perhaps the more, most important thing is um, realize that every dollar you, you take out in profit is, is not all yours. So like 30, 40, whatever percent of it is the government's, which leads me to... Um, if you take out money and profit, then make sure to save for taxes mm-hmm. and to set money aside. And um, what was it? There was one more point. Yeah. And, and finally, um, learn how business expenses work. Because I think once you start understanding that, then your your thinking will switch from how can I make the most money for myself to how can I invest money back into my business to grow it. Yeah. And I think that is a game changer. I think that last point, it is a game changer. Uh, if you stop thinking about, oh, I have to pay you know, this much you have to buy this, but rather investing this kind of money will give me will give me more return on on my investment. Where would you guide a person to learn more about how to deal with business expenses the smart way? I guess the first thing you should do if you're making like at least I'd say six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month or a thousand dollars a month, two thousand dollars a month, is um just talk to a professional. Talk to a to a CPA in the US or talk to like a like a tax accountant in your country mm-hmm. and just learn more about your tax situation. Just learn about um, considering the salary you currently make, like how much of it is going to taxes, how much in taxes will you have to pay on every incremental dollar that you make for your side hustle? 
and like what are some of the best ways you can minimize the tax and th and then you just got to understand your business so you got to understand what drives your revenues so is it buying more articles or is it paying somebody to do link building for you or is it i don't know buying the latest gadget, gadget so that you can review it or or paying for ads or whatever it is and figure out what the figure out what the what the main driver is and just keep throwing money at it and repeat 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 and hopefully the thing will keep growing and um, and and you will be able to make a decent income with your side hustle and potentially turn it into your main hustle. That's a yeah. That, that again, that last point is powerful because now that I got intimately involved with my own taxes, right? The more I earned, the more like I was thinking like, oh no, that's another so and so that I have to pay. So like in a way, earning more kind of felt daunting and unmotivating. Just like oh, I have you know, I earned another dollar. That's another like forty cents or whatever I have to pay. It kind of feels like it kind of feels like as you grow, the burden grows, right? However, if you do take a look at how to reinvest your money better, it's not it's no longer a burden. It's more of a how do I grow this thing and and how do I apply my finances? How do I apply um, the profits the right way back into the business rather than looking at it as a a burden? Exactly, and th th that's a great point. I think um, like we we're talking about the computer, like we we're talking about content. I think you got to flip from viewing taxes as something you pay and start looking at it as um, as discount on whatever you have to buy for your business. And then you look at like a $2,000 computer on the internet and you're like, oh, okay, so this computer is not $2,000. It's actually 1300 or whatever. So it's it's all about being optimistic. That doesn't change the fact that at some point you will have to pay some sort of taxes, but it <laughs> makes you feel better yeah. for. You should, you should definitely write a book on this, on uh, how to flip business expenses into Optimism. That should be the title of the book. Taxes, the happiest of the planet. How to turn your business expense frown upside down into a smile. Yeah. Top 10 ways. Yeah. All right. I don't have any particular insights myself because Keishi here is the the expert between the two of us on accounting and finance. So I was more so in here for the education just as you listeners. And if you do want to start your own side hustle, be sure to visit the notes for this show. The URL is sidehustlesandstuff.com forward slash E15. We recommend Bluehost as a hosting service where you can buy your own website and launch your project into reality, whether you're selling shirts, art, or if you want to do affiliate marketing, if you want to write up reviews or something, you always need a website. That could be your business expense that you can, it can become tax deductible. This has been the Side Hustles and Stuff podcast with Keishi and Yuri. Talk to you later. Later. It's blooper time. Recording now in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the side hustles. <laughs> Did you laugh <laughs> again? Yep. Somebody earns $50,000 a month and they, uh, again, that's, that's a pretty good salary, isn't it? <laughs>